Hello and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, sci-fi, and horror novels. I'm Evan. And I'm Chad. And today you are joining us for a recap and discussion of The Empire of Gold, book three in the Devabad trilogy by S.A. Chakraborty. Chakraborty stuck the landing here. Stuck the landing. What a chaotic and satisfying conclusion. Yeah, I was uh, pretty happy with a lot of the end of this story for the most part. Lots of closure on storylines that didn't feel forced or contrived or anything. Some awesome depictions of magical and mytho- mythological creatures, which obviously we love. We love that on the Book Reviews Kill podcast, of oh, course. Oh man, bring it on. Good amount of fun banter that didn't drag too much before ramping the action back up. We got to move around quite a bit more and see some new places. This This worked. This did work. Yeah, I don't want my battles to be like a Marvel movie that's just all quippy. I want it to be serious and heavy and weighty and impactful. And this was. There was very serious things happening. But also there was like things being revealed, historical, very strong, important historical facts about main characters being revealed amidst this chaos that is the last battle. And it was done well i have some thoughts on it but it was yeah it was done very well it was it was a satisfying conclusion so much emotion behind everything every action i mean i like the ending sequence of kingdom copper more than this one but it makes sense that we'd need a cliffhanger before the final book and a more kind of wrapped up feeling as everything ends in this book but that's the thing is that parts of the whole ending of this did feel like it's wrapped up you know it's kind of like it's done and uh nice but it's such a mix of like, you know, a little bit of it felt rushed, but also it felt right. Yeah, with so many different points of view and characters, I don't know how you could have not made some of it feel rushed. Like she just needed to end some character lines, you know, because we needed to like sail into the sunset, so to speak, with a person. We couldn't do that with many. And so she was just kind of like, end, 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 end. Here we go. And also to a certain extent, and I stress the certain extent here with a couple different characters i liked pretty much every character in this trilogy from a critical perspective if not a personal one because like i said it's like one or two anyway uh nari <laughs> ali zainab jamshid muntadir hot set even gasan in the couple books before this i mean when he was still alive all distinct from each other all of them with their own desires and fears and dreams just terrific character work in these books they felt like they lived off the page. They weren't just like only what we were seeing. They all had their own special flavor and like sauce that they bring to the story to add to it. I have to give it to Shockerboardy. That would be so difficult to not only have so many separate characters and have them each one be unique and fully realized and a part of the story adding to it, but also to not let all of those characters kind of get the best of you and just leave your writer being like, like, what's going on, you know? Yeah, she kept it all really in line. And like we said, you know, some really satisfactory endings here that really surprised me. But I was it happy. Was. I was really happy with them. But um, yeah, let's get right into the recap. All right, let's do it. The book begins with Nari and Ali finding themselves on the shore of the Nile. Ali is having chest pains with Suleiman's seal digging into his heart and Nari's magic is no longer working. With the help of some fishermen, Nari manages to get an unconscious Ali to Jakob's apothecary in Cairo. There they spend a few relaxing weeks recovering and deciding their next move. Though Nari is finding peace in the rhythms of her old home, 
She is haunted by the knowledge that the loved ones she left behind and the people who considered her a savior are at the mercy of a new tyrant in Devabad. After refusing an offer from Jakob to stay in Cairo and run the apothecary, Nari and Ali purchase a small river craft and set off, knowing the people of Devabad are depending on them. They make their way to Hatset's house in Tanitri, hoping to rally support, gather information, and strategize their next move. There they are reunited with Jamshid and begin plans to retake Devabad. Dara struggles with Maniza's brutal quelling of the rebellious peoples of Devabad and is nearly killed rescuing one of his soldiers. Maniza loses trust in Dara after discovering he had a secret meeting with Zainab. The princess has been leading the city's opposition and Maniza has been desperate to capture her. Afraid and knowing his magic is the only thing preventing a violent uprising by the peoples of Devabad, she forces him into submission by donning his ring. Once again forced back into slavery, Dara is compelled to destroy parts of the city, unable to stop until the people give up the princess. Nari and Jamshid perform surgery on Ali to remove Suleiman's seal from his heart. He has been called to the Marid and wants to prevent Suleiman's seal from falling into their hands. Though he almost dies, the plan is successful and the ring is removed. Nari is able to magic him back to health. Hoping to gain the support of the Marid, Ali sets off to meet the legendary sea creature Tiamat and makes a deal with her. He sacrifices his fire magic as a token of commitment to Tiamat and gains access to his hereditary water magic. Nari is abducted by the magical Peri, who have sworn to never intervene in the lives of mortals. They are afraid for their own safety from Dara's seemingly endless power. They task Nari with killing him and give her a shedu to ride and a magic dagger to pierce his heart. Nari flies back to Devabad. Upon meeting Maniza, Nari is subdued by Ifrit blood magic and her true name. Ali arrives in Devabad with a fleet of Marid revived ships filled with devas who rallied to his call to reclaim their precious city. Nari wakes up outside the city walls, captured by the Ifrit, and sees Vizoresh kill Esma. Vizoresh turns on her, but she undoes the name magic by realizing the name she gave herself. Vizoresh runs away with the chain of jinn vessels. A bloody battle ensues, the tides surging back and forth as all parties struggle for control. Nari tricks her way out of her deal with the parry by attempting to kill herself and makes a new deal that doesn't involve her killing Dara. She also frees Dara, who is able to chase the Ifrit and Maniza's remaining forces from Devabad. The book ends with the city back under Gaziri control. Muntadir hopes to step aside and live a quieter life with his lover Jamshid by his side. Wanting nothing to do with ruling the city, Zainab looks forward to spreading her wings and seeing the world. Nari fulfills her dream of independence and running her hospital in Devabad. She and Muntadir happily divorce. Dara, knowing he will be forever feared and hated in Devabad, says an emotional goodbye to Nari and leaves to hunt down the Ifrit and free the world's remaining enslaved jinn. With hope thick in the air, the people of Devabad finally find peace under the rule of Ali, who is working hard to bring down racial divisions and make it a peaceful city, welcoming to all. Um, we, we, we forgot in the recap here to say that uh, Dara shoots Maniza in the neck with an arrow. <laughs> While I was reading that, I was like, oh, we forgot to say how Maniza yeah, died. kind of important. Yeah, it was very important. Uh, Dara just 
shoots her right in the neck. And you know what? Let's just let's go right to probably the most talked about, the highest point. Let's talk about Dara. Okay. Let's just get right into Dara. Oh right. boy. Okay. Yeah, and that's gonna I... remove a lot of my complaints right away. Let's get this out <laughs> of the way with the Dara okay. conversation. What a bad, good, bad, bad guy, good, bad guy. You oh know, my like God. oh yeah. my gosh, like come I don't know. I don't know what Dr. Bordy has some commitment problems, in my I opinion. I don't Both know though. I don't refusing to kill characters and having Dara refuse to like accept who he is. Like he's just he's kind of an idiot. He's like, am I on the bad team? Like, yes, Dara. Like, how many innocents do you need to see die at your own hand? People that you love, lives ruined before you're like, man, I guess, shucks, I should have, maybe I chose poorly. It's like, yeah, man. I'm not a fan of Dara. I I mean, but I'm also kind of a fan in a way. Not a fan. It's just he was brainwashed as a child, super young when he committed a bunch of atrocities, Mm-hmm. Obviously, he had a terrible life even before being enslaved. But also, he he admits in the end that he was acting on his own free will. On page seven hundred twelve, Nari asks, <laughs> "I remembered this because <laughs> wow. I knew the, how important this was." On page seven hundred twelve, Nari asks Dara if he was being controlled by Maniza all this time, and he says no. And it's like, yeah, you. It would be. I don't know. I don't. I have something. <laughs> it was his overbearing sense. I mean, okay, he's he's slaved literally for some of it, but for yeah. the other part, it's his incredibly powerful sense of duty that was just, I guess, beat into him from his youth. He never betrays his nahids. Like, no, a good jinn always follows what they say. I think we can both agree that Dara is tragic. I think two things can be true at the same time, right? Like, Dara is very tragic, but also. I would never hang out with this guy. I don't understand. I don't. Okay. So uh, just a little side note here. I'm going to talk about Nari and Dara because it bugged me, but I can understand Nari getting feelings for Dara. I really can. She's young. This is all exciting. She And he he's so hot and kind of a mysterious, <laughs> like centuries old bad boy. You know, that's all fine to me. That's all fine. Yeah. But Dara just kind of decides he loves her in the second book. You, you know what I mean? Like he just, oh, there wasn't uh, like, but when Dara and, and Nari get to, to Devabad initially, they stop talking almost. You know what I mean? Like there's no, I don't see it. I don't, I can totally see it from Nari's perspective to a degree, not to the degree Kinda. that it is, but it, with Dara, it's just like, I, I would die for her. And it's like, dude, you hung out with her for like a couple weeks, five years ago. Get over it, man. Like this is, I don't know. It's Yeah, I, I see what you're saying kind of from Nari's perspective, even though I still feel it's a little rushed. Like, okay, this is her first time, you know, she's swoop, swooped away by this yeah, magical, put yourself in super like a, hot warrior. Like a 19-year-old but, I mean, girl's she's shoes. She's also I trying mean, like, to get rid of him and escape him for most of it and then all of a sudden switched up they kind of hook up right before being attacked but from dara's perspective i totally 100 percent agree it makes no sense like uh, he's lived so long the cut this couple weeks and all of a sudden he's infatuated he's so in love they're Never met anybody like her. Yeah, their whole relationship exists way more in the me- in their memory than it did in reality. In fact, I think we literally got more words about it in the past than it was in the present. I saw so many reviews that said, I wish Dara and Nari had gotten together. And it's just like, Ugh. wait, what? Like, why? I mean, it's so... Like, they wouldn't have even had a good relationship anyway. 
He wasn't even right for her. Yeah, I was so tired of his idiotic false sense of morality, poorly forming this barrier between him and the guilt of his former actions, some forced and some not. It's like, I don't care what you were forced to do in the past. You're not being forced right now, and you're doing a poor job lying to yourself that you're doing the right thing. You're clearly not doing the right thing, and the red flags are abundant. Yeah, and he's like caught in this cycle where he's like, oh, I just did this really horrible atrocity. I'm so terrible. Well, I'm going to go do another one. And it's just like, wait, you're literally not being controlled right now. But that's the thing with Dara, though, is it's like he has been like groomed to be this way. You have you can't throw all of the responsibility on him, like the amount of trauma that he's gone through. That's why he's such a compelling character, but also so frustrating to read. Like he's one of the most frustrating characters to oh, read that so I've that I've read in like at least a year of reading books, and like I just ah, like want to smack <laughs> him. Can't. He's like a little kid, and it's like I get that he's been groomed, but man, how many thousands of years needs to go by for you to ungroom it? Well, I mean, that's I mean, he was enslaved for quite a bit of that, but I would ask, how many thousands of people do you need to kill? Like, and that's, that's what bugged better. me about the last conversation between him and Nari when Nari's just like, how can I keep being mad at you when you say cute stuff like that or whatever? And it's like, dude, this guy murdered thousands <laughs> of people. Like, this is not like, it's not like he dropped, you know, a piano on somebody because he was drunk or something. It's not, it's not, right. <laughs> he didn't, he didn't like run into a fucking fire hydrant and like run up his tab with the city right, or something. Actually- it's like, like no dude like this guy literally murdered thousands of people right. and he he devastated this entire beautiful city of brass he's he's done so much that not just in the last like few years like not if you forget literally everything else if you forget literally literally everything else just the things he's done in the last few years is so awful that shouldn't even merit a goodbye. Yeah. It's like a get ye gone. We are way better off without you, as would the world be. And it's like, he's the only person with any amount of magical power for a large chunk of this book. And when he's, after he goes and saves uh, his archer soldier, which was awesome, by the way, I really loved that scene, but he gets back and then Maniza is like chiding him. And then he instantly like, it's like, oh, I'm like so sorry. And she's like, yeah, you better be. And then you need to stay in your room for like a couple. She like literally rooms him. <laughs> it's like, yeah. what? It's like he, she has no power. She doesn't even have his ring at this point. And he's just like, okay, I guess I'll just accept my lot being your tool. Even though he's got all the power. You should have like slammed her up against the wall. But like, no, I've seen some really big red flags for you. Starting with like the killing like the use of your crazy magical poison to kill all these innocents to take over the city in the first place. Like, I don't know. I was so frustrated and tired of his excuses and his just being like, it's like he wanted someone in charge of him. So he didn't have to directly feel the result of his actions. It was like the barrier between him and like his guilt was like the leader who told him to do it. I think there is a line somewhere in the book where someone calls him out about that, but I can't remember exactly what the phrasing was. Dara is definitely complex, but I, I wouldn't say that he's complex enough to let him off the hook for everything he's done. And that's kind of what Nari does. Like it's kind of what yeah. happens at the end of this is she's just like oh cool you're gonna go take care of all the ifrit that's whatever like she's even sad about him leaving she's like oh but he's like yeah it's gonna be like 
thousands of years before I can be remembered as the hero again. Like, you will never be remembered as the hero of this tale, my man. And he was so ignorant of the actual lay of the land in Davabad when he and Maniza took over. Like, the people didn't welcome them with open arms at all. He is so delusional, and he's got Maniza leading him around in this delusion, too. And, I mean, don't even get me started on Maniza. At least Maniza's like... A, At least she's she like, commits. She like leads in, leans into it, yeah. Yeah, but like when he's like, okay, I'm going to be rebellious now and start rescuing my soldiers. Like, okay, now now you're going to be rebellious? Like, that doesn't mean anything now. Like, burn in hell, dude. Yeah, it's kind of like a better late than never arc for Dara. And it's just like, mm-hmm. meh. All right, that's enough on Dara, I think. Okay. <laughs> I'm just, I'm glad that Dara and Nari didn't end up together. That's like my... Yeah, can I just say Ali and Nari called it? Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Um, let's talk about Nari. Okay. While the Dara and Nari relationship did not feel very um, realized or like real, I did feel like the Ali and Nari relationship was, it took its time. It was slow. It was awkward, sometimes too awkward and lengthy, <laughs> but like it was earned. And I really liked that whole thing for the most part of, you know, could have been removed. Yeah, there's like parts where Nari is just envisioning a life of like a room full of books and tea and like discussions. And and it's like, yeah, because you two actually make some sense here. You and Dara literally make no sense. Like none of that makes sense other than that Dara is hot. Like that's, and that's why I don't like that. Anyway, I'm getting back on the Dara (laughs) thing. Um, But I have some stuff to say about Nari. Um, First of all, uh, I wonder if Nari would have ended up like Maniza if she had continued living under Ghassan's thumb for a couple more centuries. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. You know, like, what do you think about that? I mean, we all think that we would be Schindler, right? We all would be the good guy, but the reality is is that we probably wouldn't be. And you know, the average person is succumbs to evil a lot more than we think. But she is pretty resolute. I, I think she she's such a fighter. She probably wouldn't have made it that many years. She would have like rebelled too hard yeah. and like been killed. Like she would have need to be put. Yeah, she down. would have gone down fighting for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I think she's too much of a fighter to fully have to have enough time transpire for her to make that switch and get so jaded and so um, angry to have like the hatred driver. You know. Yeah, Nari's such a well-rounded character. I mean, she went from like the beginning of this trilogy. She was like pretty insecure with her abilities and stuff she was so like fresh into this place didn't Mm -hmm. know what the hell was going on and just becomes over the years so much more adept and so much more on top of things and you know i think a really good example of that is when even in this book we just wanted to look at this one book in the beginning of this book she's in cairo and doing surgery and she's so insecure about it and so like i there's i can't she literally believes she cannot do something right and she even kills a person making it worse right yeah and it's all very well done and then at the towards the end of this book she operates she does literal heart surgery before that she even does brain surgery without any tools or matter without magic but she's so resolute um she kind of i think it was an ollie point of view chapter when ollie says like we need to get this thing out of my heart um she kind of like stopped being his friend and started being a doctor and it was such a change from her working with like nisreen in books one and two where she kind of like nisreen was just like come on we got to get to work we got to keep training we got to keep doing this stuff and nari's just like i suck at all of this i'm terrible 
Um, so right. I really liked that was a very, very good way of showing that arc. And kind of mirrors the larger point being made of like sometimes you need to divorce yourself from your personal attachment to the people around you in order to make the decision of the right decision for what's best for everyone. Yeah, yeah, such a great character. I really liked uh, Nari reuniting with her grandfather at the end. That was just such a yeah. nice touch, learning that she was at least part Egyptian. Um, a bit of the found family arc here, because she was so alone at the beginning of the series, which we never really talked about, just like how alone she was, and then continued on being so alone, even in her marriage to Muntadir. And now she's got family and a support system and a purpose. And it's just, ah, Nari was, in my opinion, Nari's the best um, arc in this whole series. Rightly so. And you just saying that made me realize, it made me give a little bit more like, okay, to Nari's infatuation with early Dara. Because she was so alone. You know, a person who's that alone would have been kind of desperate to like latch on to the first hot magical <laughs> creature that I know I her would yeah. Magic I mean, town. Be, yeah so that, that I'm not even really like now. that alone right now and I would still probably be like oh, <laughs> oh a hot gin like like let's see where this road goes you know but yeah Nari fantastic Ali <sighs> Ali Ali in this um, book um and we're I, I think dancing from character to character for this discussion is probably good because mm -hmm. this is such a character driven story i mean it's Absolutely. fairly plot driven too but um the characters are where it's at and ali let's do a little bit of a a, a compliment sandwich here okay um <laughs> i love how nerdy ali is yes. you know when he's wandering around cairo and he's so excited about the market and all these new things that he's seeing and he's is so it maps <laughs> right he's so inquisitive and it, it really shows through other parts of this, this trilogy too um people really benefit from it you know, it's, it's also kind of a hindrance sometimes but um it's it's good this is mm -hmm. this is ollie's personality um as much as i liked ollie i was starting to get a little annoyed with how immature he was like yes. i i totally understand that he was raised a certain way he has certain convictions but damn like after so much just just get on with it or don't you know right. what i mean like and just, his uh, brother is muntadir like come on you haven't picked up a few pointers from big bro here like <laughs> he was so slow to make moves and totally caught up in this like my brother's wife i'm having bad thoughts about her it was like, like dude you're already having the bad were, thoughts <laughs> yeah they were like, forced just... into it like yeah. a, a little bit would have been great would have been like an excellent realization of like his like core character and that kind of like insecure very morally driven value-based person that he is but like ugh, by page 600 i was like make a move ali yeah but speaking of making moves though i mean and this is the other slice of bread on my sandwich is that i mean you gotta hand it to him like the guy is so brave going into the marid like headquarters basically what did you think about sobek the uh <laughs> the crocodile guy <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was I so loved cool. <laughs> it. I loved it. It was just magical journey juice at its greatest. Like it was great that we got a little flavor of him on the Nile because, like, the Nile scene. Let's be honest, was getting a little long. Like how many like glistening bodies swimming in the river? And like, <laughs> I like okay, that. Okay. That was good. But one of my favorite quotes that I'm going to read you was 
so he's talking he's having dirty thoughts about nari on the boat and his response to nari telling him that she needed to inspect him to see if using all that water magic could hurt him his response is yes thrilled at the prospect of her hands on his body then immediately no (laughs) no ali said just as swiftly cursing the entire concept of love (laughs) oh i remember that the cursing the entire concept of love (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and like thrilled at the prospect of her hands on his body like that was great but it needed yeah. to be just that scene pretty quick and then i think the crocodile god showing up was like an excellent exit portal from nile scene thank god we just get to magic our way to hot seat hot, hot fit hot, hot seat. set hot set yeah, the Mariad in this book were pretty cool. I liked finding out more about them. They felt much more like primordial almost. Mm-hmm. Like them like much older. Yeah, a little borgy as well with like all of their thoughts being shared and kind of being a one organism kind of, you know. Another note here that I have is that I loved Mishmish, the Shedu. Mishmish was fantastic. Mishmish should have been around in book one. We should have had like that. This was not enough time for us to be able to love Mishmish the way that Mishmish deserved to be loved. He deserved a lot more page time. Uh, Mishmish, uh, if anyone was done dirty, Chakraborty, if you're listening, uh, (laughs) Mishmish was done dirty. Mishmish was done dirty, yep. I'm glad that he stuck around, though. Like, she has Mishmish, the, like, flying magical uh, sheju for the rest of the world. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah, but I don't. That's the point. Another thing, I don't... The Perry's intervention at the end of the book... Was just kind of weird and pointless. Like, was it, it pointless? Like let's let's talk well, this through. Like let's. Okay, I don't... so they they get they whisk Nari away, and they're like, "We're afraid of Dara because he has primordial Jin powers after being brought back to life by." Maniza and he like made a statement earlier in the book about like wanting to kill the winds or something and so they're like eh, he actually is flirting with power that could actually destroy us we however can't directly interfere with mortals so we need him taken out and so we're gonna, we're gonna directly Nari. interfere with mortals by yeah. giving you a shedu and a knife <laughs> yeah and so they arm her <laughs> with the shedu and the knife yeah and then return her and that allows her, and then she poisons Jamshed, which was a little weird, to like get him to out of her way so she <laughs> can fly to that. that. <laughs> but then later in the later, like during like the battle and stuff, it's like, uh, and then like Jamshed's there because she totally changed her mind or whatever, and it was just yeah. like, what? Okay, <laughs> like why did you? Eat? Okay, whatever. Right, like why? Okay, fine. And all the part, <laughs> all the parties are there at the end, and so weirdly she's about to kill dara but then she's like no he doesn't deserve this and for the last little bit of time he has been being totally controlled and so she turns the knife on herself which would mean that the perry are interfering having given someone a weapon that they're like they would be the direct result of like a human's death yeah i guess and so they're like forced to renegotiate Oh, that, yeah, like the the fact that she would, yeah, 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 I see what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, and so it's just like, I don't know, it seemed like an unnecessary complication in an already pretty complicated end story. Was it just for Nari to get the Shedu? Was that all that that was? I guess. She, I guess she, like, she could have just, like, found one. Like, yeah. <laughs> maybe, I don't yeah. know, probably not, actually. Like, Shedu seems like a more, like, a, a rarer animal than... Have one of the, like, owl people or something show up and give it to her. Remember from the first book? That Those one guy was really cool. Oh, he was the Perry. Oh, Yeah, okay. you just put that together. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't remember. I just knew yeah, it was died, like barely. You know? It was, like, barely in the first book, yeah. Yeah, oh, he was... Yeah, the Perry kind of, like, cap off each end of this trilogy. They're not really around for that much of it. Yeah, they just kind of confused me. 
What did you think about Devabad kind of ending up with a more kind of like democratic system? Okay. I think the power sharing idea at the end was a really cool change, but it was kind of a weak representation of it. Like it was a great idea, but just not fully realized. Like I don't need a whole system of governance being explained to me at the end of the book. Like that's fine. But just like, I don't know, just being like, and Ali's thinking about sharing some power. It was like, maybe have him just totally disband the whole monarchy and have him just set up like, okay, we're going to move forward with elected representatives from each race and tribe of peoples within Devabad and just have a ruling council. Yeah, but they'll, they'll work their way up to that, though. I mean, like, I, I see what you're saying for sure. I mean, it, but it's like a lot of the rest of the world is moving away from monarchy. This is the early 1800s, right? We had like the American Revolution, the French Revolution. We're moving away from this system of government, and the jinn are somewhat influenced by humans, but not really. And like, it, it makes sense that it would be like, all right, let's just start. We'll start off slow. We're gonna start figuring this out. It was a really nice, like, ambiguous place for the book to end because I didn't want any of that. Yeah. You know, it's like we're at the end. You know, like, yeah, it, we can it was just assume. Right. Yeah, everything's like it's yeah they're thick good yeah you know what I mean? like, they're, they're good. gonna like ali and nari's gonna have babies and they're gonna rule david bad forever and it's gonna be peaceful and wonderful and like eventually form a council i guess what i'm wondering though is um so the shafit are half half jinn right half deva or whatever right um not deva but you know what i mean uh yeah. the shafit um but there seem to be a lot if not a lot more of them there will be a lot more of them it's kind of like in Harry Potter where like the bloodlines are starting to like dilute, you know what I mean? Or dilute, <laughs> you know, because like if you get like two Shafit and they have a baby, then right, like, that baby. Yeah, exactly. And then like two an quarter. Yeah, exactly. And... So it's like, <laughs> yeah. um, and it seems like the magic in this series is kind of running its course as well. Even Dara in his like true Deva form or whatever, like Super Saiyan Deva form is like not as powerful as the previous ones had been originally. Right. So I think that like magic is kind of like seeping out and like I kind of thought about it for a while and I was like, well, I wonder if this whole thing is just going to kind of dissipate over the next few centuries, you know? Okay. I, I just was hit with this realization. I think in the renegotiating her deal with the Perry that's how magic came back to David Bad, where she was like, and you will return magic oh. to all the Devas. I'm pretty sure that's how they get all their magic back. But, but my point is that they're eventually going to lose it anyway. Right, because the, the bloodline's going to be watered down. Or or not. I don't Do know. The there's another magic? book. There's another book that just came out in this um in this world. Sarkoporty like just released it. In my opinion, the only reason to not have Dara die a meaningful sacrificial death is so we can get adventures of Dara book. redeeming himself. Yeah, just redeeming like a himself, whole like book of Dara about. being yeah. super awesome. Yeah. He's just like I buying people drinks, adventuring <laughs> and like freeing other jinns from enslavement, and that would be pretty cool. Hunting down read, Misarash. Yeah, I'd read a whole book for that. Yeah. Yeah, same. Definitely. Maybe we could talk to Chaco Bordy about it. What did you think about the mechanism used to free Nari with the whole Ifrit taking her out with the name magic? And then they appear outside the city and Asma gets axed by Visaresh. And then Nari's like, but my name is not that. It's my own. And she breaks the chains. And what was your thoughts on that? I don't know. Because is, is it? Is it? Nari, like her name Nari's is the name Nari. she gave herself, which so is what's how the she's power... able to undo. Right, but everybody was like calling her Nari all this whole 
trilogy right. right so it's like did everyone like have power over her for this whole trilogy like no oh yeah right because that's her true name <laughs> was the maybe the magic was in her realizing that it was her true name okay. or something I mean, she does say my name is nari when she's on this like dazed unconscious state while hearing them argue like five times or something so maybe so but i mean okay it's also says it also is mentioned by like visoresh or Asma earlier that the less the fewer people who know the name the more power it has especially if the person who owns the name doesn't even know it you know that's why her name power right. that's why her name yeah. has so much power over her so i don't think that's like happens or can even happen to the average person because their name is so well known by themselves and everyone around lesson there don't give your kid a hidden name or maybe do so you can control them later on don't tell them about it i've got a hot take are okay. you ready for my hot take? Fizzled me, baby. I think Muntadir should have just died at the end of the last at the end of the last book. I think so too. Muntadir, I mean, he was sort of interesting, right? I mean, his, he was his, kind of interesting. Some, there were a couple of really cool conversations that he had with Dara for sure, but I don't know. I feel like like him getting stabbed with a poison blade at the end of book two kind of like necessitated all the magic to be gone out of Davabad so that he could still live, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, well now all the magic's gone out of Davabad, and it's like. All right, so <clears throat> like Maniza has like Ifrit blood magic, so she can do magic, but only once she gets the Ifrit blood magic, and it's like okay, but well, she couldn't do magic, but then like like Dara could do magic, and so it's like it's all, it all seems like so fluid and like flexible and just like all That's... to serve the purpose of their not being magic and David bad until some people do have magic, which makes it all moot and kind of like you know what I mean? I, yeah, I don't know. That's Maybe I'm looking like way of... too hard into it. No, but... no, I don't think you are. That's why I said <laughs> in the beginning of this that I think that Shockabordy kind of has some commitment issues is like okay Muntadir Muntadir sacrifices himself let him die let Jamshed's rest of his arc be about struggling how to move on realizing the loss dealing with the trauma who is he now bereft of his lover you know that's I think more interesting than him trying to get back and having Ollie being like what they were together this well and like and, and what a way to increase the stakes and like the 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 serious the seriousness of this situation by having it so that Maniza and Dara are as powerful as they can be it would add to the complexity of like this city totally. still being magical and like make it that much harder for Nari and Ali to impenetrate it and like um impregnate it and penetrate both of those words Just penetrate not great words <laughs> you know what i mean though you know what i mean I do. and it's like but i mean i don't want to like sit here and rewrite the book for chakraborty because there are obviously like subtle details which would probably prove both of us wrong but sitting where i'm at i kind of agree with you where it's like if we would have just killed muntadir off it might have made for a couple more interesting things to happen mm-hmm. instead of like everybody's just fine at the end right like Like we were only ever faced with kind of loss with fake faux faux loss faux grief and then people would be like oh you're actually still alive and then it was all happy again it was like man i kind of like just kill him just kill him kill dara kill muntadir have some good old-fashioned sacrificial death and don't take away that power i don't know if killing dara would have and you know and i have mixed feelings on dara but i think killing dara it wouldn't have I would rather have a redemption arc or at least the potential for one, you know what I mean? Than like totally kill him off. But he like could he come back, like his sacrifice to like give David Bad back his magic or something by like giving a part of himself to everyone or something. That could have been like the end of his redemption arc, like realizing it, but realizing like also I've been used and also tricked into just being terrible 
and maybe the world would be better off without me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would have been sad. Like I yeah, would have even then, felt sad. Like yeah, we would have had to have the killing of both of the Ifrit. You know, Asma couldn't have gotten away with all of the Jin, um, like soul canisters. Oh, Viseresh, you mean? Or oh, was yeah, it Asma? Viseresh. Yeah, I it think was, yeah, it was Viseresh. Yeah, yeah, Viseresh. Yeah. Um, so you know, it was it was. Chakraborty did a good job kind of wrapping up all those pieces. I think I would have just killed a lot more people, maybe. <laughs> That's just when me. out, kill somebody. <laughs> yep. Red wedding time. Oof. <laughs> it's funny you bring up Game of Thrones because it got me thinking about like the political intrigue in this trilogy. And I kind of touched on it on the episode before this one, but I, I really want to reiterate, I totally understand why it's all so necessary like why it's also necessary to have all these different factions and all this history and i mean i feel like every other conversation in these books is just why did you do that oh it's because of all this horrible shit you know right. and it's it's a lot it's a lot of these books um and at first when you when you're first getting into all this it's like this is so much this is so so much to heap onto me but it's not really it's not really heavy politics it's more like family politics and that's a different flavor yeah. of them you it's know like it's interpersonal relationship yeah and it's and it's it's just different um i think that the only real big learning curve i had here was just remembering like the ayanye ayanle uh, and the um like the gazira and the deva and the you know what i mean like just kind of like making sure i had everybody's names correct mm -hmm. um but then after that i mean felt like felt like 100 pages into the second book i was pretty on board with everything kind of knew what was going on for the most part yep we definitely get a few surprises of like new characters and stuff we get new characters and stuff that are introduced like um the pirate at the end of oh, this yeah. book, who i really liked actually yeah. but it was it was an interesting she became like a pretty big part of the story in many of the scenes following her introduction to the story. Yeah, she and went with Ali down to the Marid, or not down, but yeah. she went with Ali. She was cool. It was yeah. Interesting when he comes out, then she's just like, I'm alive somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay. Um, but I don't know. We, I, I just don't think the character, the story needed more characters. I kept like reading her name and I was like, who is this? And then I'd look back like, oh, she was the pirate person who I really liked. It was just like, man, we have so many characters in this story. Yeah, but I mean, with 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 books like this and, you know, these big sweeping stories like this, I mean, you know, on the one hand, you want to just kind of have everything localized and just stick with the people that you know and stuff. And that's a rule that I've seen before in like writing. It's like, don't introduce you know major characters like too late in the game or anything like that but it's also like i don't know they're gonna meet new people you know <laughs> yeah. like they're, they're going to a different place like obviously yeah, they're gonna you're meet. Right. and like if they're going to then like why not make them interesting you know like you're the only the only bad part about that is that you latched on to somebody you felt like you didn't have enough time with like mishmet like mishmish well it was kind of confusing Oh, I guess you're saying. I yeah, just I mean, kept not remembering. But I mean, you're right. I, I don't. I wouldn't have wanted the pirate to be removed. I really liked her. I thought she was or, awesome. Or or so, less interesting. You know. Yeah, she like, did add to the story. Right. And yeah. she was a cool little like leverage to um get the rest of the crew to mutiny against their evil captain. And it was a whole. It was the cool yeah. Thing. I mean, if you I, can I, pull I'm off just complaining yeah. for no reason. <laughs> I really liked her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you can pull off a an interesting character, I don't really care where they're at in the book. 
Yeah, you know, straight I mean, up. The only thing that bums me out is like not being able to spend enough time with them. Like Mishmish. I know, Mishmish really done dirty. Can you imagine? Like the problem with flying, right, is you're up in the upper atmosphere and it's so cold. Air is really thin. Has like five, well, besides the air thin thing, um, he's got like fiery fur. So he's like the coziest cuddler. Oh, yeah. He's flying yeah. on the back of, he solves that problem. Which, uh, what a great pet. Let's rank these. Give me your ranking. Ooh, let's rank them. I'm going to say two, three, one. Yeah, that's mine too. Really? No way. Yeah. 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 Okay, and I'll give you my reason. Let's hear it. Two, yeah. I had I had understood the story. I knew who we were working with. I knew the players involved. There was a lot of shaking of the snow globe. It was a fun, a chaotic, tumultuous, uh, a lot of action. And it was fairly simple. Three, because it was chaos land, a cool wrap-up, cool characters, uh, a lot of realization, a lot of power, a lot of removal power, just really interesting things happening all the time, and a cool, um, a cool ending of the story. And then one was very close behind three, but just one was very confusing. I felt I spent a lot of that book trying to be like, okay, what is yeah. happening? Who is this people's and those people and that? And who's this person's family? And it was, it was very confusing. Uh, give me your reasons. Yeah. So, I mean, two for a lot of the same reasons. I, I like the ending of two quite a bit. I like the time skip. thought that was a really good idea. Nari's hospital building like arc was cool. There was a lot of Mutadir. It was it was neat. We got a lot of uh, we got a lot of Ali. We got a lot of uh, Zainab. You know, like the the relationship mm-hmm. between um, Ali and Zainab and Muntadir was really good. Uh, yeah. The plotting scenes with Maniza and Kave and Dara was really cool. I liked all of those. Um, like just really solid conversations there. Um, yeah, Kingdom of Copper is really really great. Um, yeah, and then book three. Uh, I felt like it was just this was super long. Like it was just like really, so really, long. really long. Um, there was a like the first I don't know how many pages, but there's a really big chunk in the beginning where everybody's kind of just like recollecting themselves and thinking. And I'm not I don't hate that, but it was, it was a lot of it. Um, lot but it all it, it needed need to be so there. much Cairo time. Uh, I kind of think I mean the Cairo stuff was cool because um, I really liked that Nari and Ali were presented with an out. You know. That was really necessary, and I think it was really a good idea on Shackleboardy's part to give them that out and say, like, if you want, you could run this apothecary, you could be together, and you could have your room full of books, and you could just, like... You know, but, um, but and, no, they couldn't. And Ollie even well, mentioned no, I agree it. with like, you. We've got I, Maniza who's going to want that seal back. Like our time here I is agree very agree with you. I agree with you that they couldn't have from a reader's standpoint, but from the character's standpoint, it's like giving them that temptation makes the yeah. whole you know what i mean i thought it, that it was makes really their decision good to leave more selfless and deeper right, yeah, yeah I thought you're it was right. really it good. becomes a character thing not an assess okay okay yeah. i'm with but you still, but still a lot a lot <laughs> of um a lot of kind of like hanging out for the beginning of this book and then yeah um i just felt like there wasn't as much action at the end of this um of empire gold but that's fine um there was a, it was very satisfying but it just felt like there were kind of like pockets of a little bit of boredom between really big hills of action and cool things happening and yeah uh, um but then yeah book one um i was like two-thirds of the way through book one and i was like oh man what did chad and i get ourselves into like this is <laughs> i'm not gonna be able to remember any of this like this is so complicated and so it was giving me like kind of like lycanious vibes same where i was just like but i mean more in the way um where it was like because with Lycanius, I was like, I want to understand this. Like, I just, I'm trying to understand Who is our this. Protagonist? Like, what is where? What is the what is the problem here? You know what I mean? Like, what are we trying to 
do and then it gets like a lot clearer um, especially because like the end of the book first book is madness just madness. total madness and i really like the end of the first book a lot and um i like the beginning of the first book a lot too but then it just the middle kind of like drug out a little bit for me like once yeah, stara and, yeah like once stara and nari get to devabad it's just like wait we still have like 400 pages or no, no yeah. we still we have like 250 pages left in this book like what is happening right now <laughs> yeah know? i think if their like, travel scene would have been a little longer their love scene maybe love a little bit drawn out a little bit more i think it would have aided the rest of the story and kind of removed some of the pockets of like okay here we are yeah but i mean on the whole this series was fantastic, fantastic. really good and this is chakraborty's debut books like incredible wow. debut that's, that's really like, what impressive. a huge chunk she bit off and managed it like a champ yeah i wrote down like a final verdict I kind of wrote it for this one, but it kind of covers everything. Uh, I wrote, it's an immersive and thoroughly enjoyable read, if a bit confusing at times with its presentation of factions and the relationships and histories between them. I didn't feel fully on board with what was going on until well into the second book, but from there I found myself engaged and eager to see what happened next. Terrific characters that I loved rooting for and felt both surprised at and happy with being surprised about. I like that. That's very nice. And, you know, as much as I was kind of harsh about the ending of this book and how <laughs> um, Shaka Bordy just didn't have the commitment of killing people, we also need to think of this. She committed to killing Maniza, at least. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but go on, and Gassan. So. Uh, we also need to keep Gassan in mind... Gassan had to go. He had to go, man. He was terrible. Anybody would have killed Gassan. <laughs> go ahead okay, sorry so, i keep interrupting you let's think about the world that this book the final book was released into this was released june 11th 2020 right in the middle of the pandemic if the world ever needed a happy ending full of hope and continuance right. and people overcoming the bad and living on with their past like that that was the time for it so i think that there was probably a little bit of like giving the world what it needed at that time going on here as well, because the world was definitely in need of a, a happy ending and hope. Yeah, I really, really like that. And there's a lot of hope here. And I wasn't expecting it. I, I seriously, I thought this was going to end in like, kind of like basically tragedy. Like I thought this was going to yeah. be like a pretty sad ending, at least like ambiguous and kind of not, not unsatisfactory, but just kind of like, Ugh. like, jeez, yeah. like everybody died. But, no. but you know, it was, it was ended with hope, but it was also ended with a lot of realization of the suffering and the loss that did occur. Like, Maniza went on a killing rampage yeah. when she was in rain. Like, when Dara walks into her in the arena, just, like, torturing and killing all the nobles and just blood oh my God. sticky congealing yeah, was, around his ugh. feet. Oof. That was disgusting. So there was a lot of loss as well. And so there was definitely, like, a we move on with things in the right place but a lot of healing needs to happen and that was cool it just added to the hope it added depth to the hope and meaning to it yeah i'm really happy that we read these together chad we are on a roll we, we are, are on, on a roll, a roll. I'm glad specifically that i read these with you like if i would have read these alone i wouldn't have enjoyed them nearly half as much but having the opportunity to sit down hash them all out figure them all out what is going on what do i like what do i not really added to the kind of value that I yeah. ascribe to this story. So thank you, Evan, for picking a good series for us to read and also being with me to 
help my idiot brain navigate these waters because man it's definitely helped <laughs> yeah I'm, uh, I'm i'm happy that you were here with me too chad i'm so glad we got to experience these books together just like at the end of uh, all the series that we read i'm super sad to say goodbye to nari and ali and jamshid and not dara not really dara but i am <laughs> really this is a this is a good definitely mishmi i'm feeling i'm feeling the hangover for sure yeah. You know. Oh, I forgot to grab myself a bottle of whiskey. I usually have like a shot to see oh, yeah. the, the end of this uh, end of the series off with. But uh, I'll raise my water glass here. Keep we'll drink. We'll, we'll drink some tea. Yeah. You know, we'll <laughs> brew up some tea. But everybody, thank you so much for listening to our recap of book three in the David Bad trilogy, and for listening to all these episodes in this magnificent series of books. Can't wait to see what else. SA Chakraborty does because I'm sure it'll be even better than this. And on that note, she has agreed graciously to come on the podcast for um, an interview to answer our questions. So we'll be doing that in the next week or two. So if you have any questions that you would like us to ask her, please email them to book.reviews.kill at gmail.com. And we'll make sure that that question gets answered and uh, stay tuned for that episode because it's always a really cool kind of period to put on the sentence of an episode of just talking to the author getting to kind of peer into the brain behind the story and i just i don't know i really value that we get to talk to the authors and uh, i think it's really special yeah we get to talk about this for just a little bit longer it's like yeah. the actual last episode yeah exactly we kind of get to set it off into the into the sunset twice which is always great well, until then chad it's been a blast everybody listening we really appreciate you being here and of course happy reading bye everybody